Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Airback Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. B-Pod Studios. Now, the show you'll be talking about. That was not me hemming and on. In therapy. Socks, socks, stupid socks. Vulgar and Mass. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5, the Sports Hub. That's hour two with the big boy, Greg Bedard. He's headed down to Miami tonight, correct? Tomorrow. First thing in the morning. Okay. Headed I'll down. be there for practice. And I, I got to say, kudos for them for actually practicing around game time. Like, they could have gone in the morning and been like, what the hell's the point? You could have done that here. One o'clock practice, next three days. Okay. Big boy will be on site. He's going down early to get acclimated to the heat. <laughs> sports. He'll get rid of the ass sweat and get used to all that. I need a long time for that. So that'll come your way tomorrow. Uh, he's got you covered here in our Tom Fred Tari studios today. To your phones, as promised. We've got Anthony on Cape Cod. Go ahead, Anthony. What do you got? <clears throat> yeah, Mike. You know, I don't know if you ever heard. Desperation is a stinky cologne. And th- this team really stinks right now. And there's three reasons why I think they're going to get absolutely blown out in Miami. Number one, the weather. That's, a, that's the least of their worries. But Gronk equated it to walking around in a swamp two years ago when he got to Tampa at training camp. Uh, the bigger issues are Miami has a better football team than you. Okay, They have way more talent. But perhaps the most important thing is it's week one. Admiral Dick can't start cheating yet until at least week two or three. Okay, mommy, that's what he's talking about. You know, you don't know what you got until the October until you can really start pulling your tricks, but I don't think that's what he meant. Greg, when it comes to like pure talent, top to bottom, one to fifty three, Patriots or Dolphins? Like what are the scouting services? Like what what does PFF rank them like that? Like it, it, what would have and not that yeah, I Yeah, and in a commercial break I'll tell you like who's the high I'm not sure where they go off their ratings, like if the career ratings or what have you. But to me, the big question mark for the Dolphins is the offensive line. How does it all come together with the new blocking scheme? Um, almost similar to the Patriots. And the Patriots have, you know, four guys who have started a lot of NFL games. They should be much better than the Dolphins, and, and so that should give them a leg up. But after what we've seen all summer, that that's eliminated. I mean, the, the Dolphins are loaded. I mean, they, they have a lot of talent. They do have – cornerback is an issue for them. With Byron Jones on IR, you know, z- one thing to watch z- – uh, talking to people in Miami, they said Xavier Howard used to own Devontae Parker in practice just all the time, routinely beat him down. There's a little bit of a mental thing there for Parker, so we'll see whether they put him uh, on him. Uh, after that, 
You know, th- there's this uh, rookie. I'm not even going to. You know, he's a he's a young player. He was a first round pick in 2020. Noah Ingbingue, whatever his name is, he's been terrible. So if you see him out there, the, the Patriots have to go after him somehow. It could lead to uh, Keon Crossan, former Patriot, mm-hmm. went to the Texans. He could be out there uh, a lot more. So they have issues at cornerback. Can the Patriots exploit that? Good question. I don't know. Uh, not great at linebacker. Jay, uh, Alandon Roberts will be out there a lot. Look for them to try to get the you know, naked boot going with Johnu Smith to suck in Alandon Roberts and take advantage of that. They know him, but and, and ba- Baker's very aggressive. Play action could be an issue for them. But up front, I mean, Christian Wilkers, uh, Wilkins, I love at defensive tackle. Raquan Davis is back this year. He's tremendous. Um, Ogba's really good. And Jalen Phillips, like you guys... The Patriots rightfully think that Christian Barmore is going to pop. The Dolphins think that Jalen Phillips, their first-round pick in 2021, is going to be a monster. So, you know, look out for that, especially against if that's against Isaiah Wynn or if it's against uh, Justin Huron, look out. Top to bottom, who has more talent? Try and answer it. Dolphins, easily. We've got uh, John in Connecticut. Go ahead, John. Oh, hi, guys. You know, I saw some very good Patriot teams lose to some really crappy Dolphin teams down there in Miami. And, you know, maybe it's the weather or whatever, but, um, and maybe it's a gimmick. But, you know, I think it's a, you, you say desperation. It's less, at least it's an acknowledgement that, you know, the status quo is not going to work. Hey, I'd rather have the good coaches, but I think it's at least, like I say, at least Belichick's understanding that, you know, they're going to have to <laughs> do something more than they used to. So yeah. maybe it's a good idea. It's gimmicky. It's gimmicky, and it's the act of a desperate team. Oh, it's totally gimmicky. Like, and I mean, as Greg was rattling off there, and you talk about the weaknesses in the secondary, I come back to the same thing. Can you protect? If you can't protect the quarterback, it's not going to make a freaking difference. Uh, give me the state of the Patriots offensive line, Greg. <laughs> Your guess is as good <laughs> oh, as mine. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where their buy-in and execution level is. That's going to be huge. I mean, you know, Trent Brown is a good player when he's out there. Uh, Cole Strange, you know, has struggled in camp. Is he going to be able to hold up against Christian Wilkins and those guys inside? This is a big test for him, and they are very aggressive with their linebackers coming with pressure. I mean, if I'm the Dolphins and I'm Josh Boyer, I'm sending the house all the time at the Patriots because on film and from all media reports, they can't block anything. Is that true? Send the house. I mean, that's what I would do. So, you know, David Andrews is fine. You know, where's his comfort level and confidence level in the scheme? Uh, Owenu, you know, good player. I think he's a better tackle. And then when is he going to be out there? He better be because what they have behind him is not good enough. I'd blitz the crap out of the Patriots. I would absolutely. And if they're going to win this game, I mean, we mentioned Judon and, and Barmore. You know, I think that's the strength of the defense other than the safeties. Like, you're going to have to do it up front. By the way, the uh, one guy I have to mention because he is the talk of everybody down in Miami is, uh, and and it's apropos when you talk about Kyle Duggar because everybody, he's going into, what, year three? He needs to make a leap. The Dolphins have a safety, Javon Holland, number eight. He's going into his second season. He's 22 years old. He's a captain. And they, they're they over the moon about him. So, you know, and he was a second-round pick. 30, uh, 36th, I think, in the second round. I don't know, whatever. In, in uh, He was 36 overall, second round, 2021. Uh, you know, he is supposedly spectacular. So add that to the mix in terms of talent. Dave in West Roxbury. Go ahead, David. Hey, guys. So uh, what I don't understand is why bother even watching? Why are they even going to bother playing this game? 
for what you guys are saying, and what's been saying since the gloss in Buffalo, the Patriots are the reincarnation of the 76 Buccaneers. Uh, they're going to lose every game. They're terrible. Their coach uh, is greedy and lazy. Your words, Felger. He's over the hill. Your words, Murray. It's a clown show down there. Your words, uh, Maz. What's the point? Why should we bother listening to the game if they're just going to get crushed? Unless you like watching train wrecks. Well, is that is that the, is that what you're saying, Bedard? Why bother? Is it tennis on Sunday? I've sort of gotten into the tennis. It might be. I think the men's final Sunday. Yeah. Is it? I think it is. Is the Live Tour still playing here? Horrible scheduling, by the way. Baby. I wouldn't schedule that tennis opposite the football, but there is an option there for you. And come November, we'll have the World Cup, too. Stop your whining. Tough scheduling for the World Cup as well. I would not put it in the second half of the NFL season. You dummies. You had to go to Qatar? Did you really? Did you have to? But you're right. The Live Tour? I'd, I'd find a softer spot in the schedule than that. Definitely. So there are options, caller. Uh, here's uh, Joe in Lincoln. Go ahead, Joe. How about bowling? Hey, guys, I'm just kind of puzzled. Now, maybe Greg can help me out. Bill Belichick is a smart guy, and yet he's giving the job to two guys who have never done this. I mean, Dante Skarniecki was there since 1980 doing all these assistant coaching things, and he was great. Is it really not as hard as we think it is to teach people who don't know what they're doing how to do it? We're about to find out. We're about to find out, Joe. I think Bill's completely underestimating what it takes. Completely underestimated it. He thinks that a good football coach is a good football coach. It doesn't matter what position he coaches or what side of the ball he coaches. If you can coach football, you can coach football. And he's he's on record as saying that, I believe. Well, he's not on record as saying what I also think, which is he probably has the offensive-defensive sort of rivalry thing over the years, decades in the NFL, where he's probably looked at these offensive coaches and says, you guys aren't as smart as you think you are. There's no, You're not the only mad scientist in the building. And all your route trees and all your, your complicated formulas aren't that necessary. It's football. And so Bill thinks you can just step in either as himself or a guy like Matt Patricia and if you're a smart football coach, you can get it done. I think he's wrong. I think that offensive play calling particularly is a feel and a rhythm that takes time and experience, and there's a knack for it that you just can't conjure. And so I think Bill's wrong. But we will see. This is what makes this season so interesting. So, look, it's just one opinion, but did you happen to see what Aikman said to Mike Reese over the weekend? Absolutely. I wanted to get to it in a little bit. But, oh, hang well, on. Well, go ahead. Well, so the comment Aikman made to uh, to Mike Reese was, I will say, and Bill knows this, I think offensive coordinator is the hardest job in football. I think it's the most demanding job. They're hard to find. There's not a lot of great ones. There's a lot of them that have titles, but there's not a lot of great offensive minds. So, like, there's one of the more accomplished quarterbacks of the last however many years, 40, 30, whatever. So... You don't want to believe anybody else. Take it from a guy who played the position. So the I, the one thing that I just, I don't know if it's the hardest job in football. I mean, I think being a really excellent head coach is harder than being an offensive coordinator. But his general tone, the, the general premise of that, I agree. You just can't walk off the street and start calling plays uh, or walk over from the other side of the field on defense and say, yeah, I got this. I think Bill's totally underestimating that. I do. And I've said that from the start. But, again, we'll find out, you know, whether I'm right or I'm wrong. Uh, Tony and Sonam. Go ahead, Tony. How are you doing? The, the, you guys are so overrating uh, Belichick. It's unbelievable. He's no Don Shula. He's no Walsh. He's no Lombardi. He won because of Brady. Period. 
and this guy, you know, he, he can't win without Brady. Okay, we're going to find that one out, too. That's uh, We should do a segment or two on that. What do you think? Yeah, but I'll tell you what. Like, we ever I, hit on that before? <laughs> but but I think that that's doing a disservice to Bill Durham. Of course it is. Like, he he's in the conversation with those, those guys. Let's not be idiotic about it. He's also 70 years old and doesn't really have a you know a stud quarterback anymore and he's got two clowns coaching his offense well, but those that's self-inflicted i don't give him a break for that like you know he that's what he wanted so that's what he's gonna get 10 questions with bedard right after this when you see someone sipping on a crisp refreshing drink from mcdonald's you may suddenly crave one too <laughs> and that's normal it's more than a drink it's a mcdonald's drink Right now, you can treat yourself to deliciously refreshing beverages like an ice-cold Dr. Pepper or other soft drink for only $1. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. The most popular afternoon radio show in Boston. I don't want to know what this means. Felger and Maz. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, what? I don't know what that is. 98.5, the sports hub. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. Do you have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, which way it would go? Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5, the sports hub. All right, 10 questions, 10 minutes. we got to stay on time. Jimmy, what are our buzzer options? What does your trophy room look like? I bet Carmelo's is pretty stacked. <laughs> yeah, as a Carmelo guy, not happy with our commentary last week. Next, why would you do? Why? Why would you even entertain this? Okay, why? 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 Next, minus five. Minus five. It's minus five. Did you get that? Minus five out there. In seventy-seven <laughs> games, he's twenty-eight and fifty-five. That blows. Hold on. In seventy-seven games, he's what? In 77 games, he's 28 and 55. That blows. <laughs> that doesn't even add up, does no, it's it? Max yeah, Felger and Maz Math. Go ahead. That doesn't work. You're geeked up. Okay, I don't even know what that is, but go ahead. It's the Miami Dolphins head coach. Ah, there's Mike McDaniel there being geeked up. Which more on that a little bit later on. Thank you. He's a classic two for one -er. Okay, that's again Mike McDaniel. More on that coming up. Last one. You got some fantasy decisions to make? Again, that's the Dolphins head coach. More on that, Dweeb, coming up in a minute. Hit it, though, Jimmy, number 10. You got some fantasy decisions to make? Is Mitch Trubisky being named starting quarterback and team captain in Pittsburgh good news or bad news for the Steelers, Greg? Doesn't matter. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the best answer he's ever given. You're geeked up. Seriously, number nine, Lamar Jackson is up for a contract. Where should he rank in the league in AAV? What's he worth? Quickly. $47 million between Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. I mean, I, I was just going to give people that list before you went. That's, okay, I just jumped in. I'm ready to go. Well, we can tell. Yeah. <laughs> you, you hear this, Hardy? He's, 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 he's ready for yeah, you. Hardy. It's, it's one extreme or the other with this guy. Unbelievable. The, uh, the top 10 quarterbacks in AAV are Aaron Rodgers at 50, Russell Wilson 2 at 48, Kyler Murray 3 at 46, Deshaun Watson at 46, Mahomes is 5th at 45, and then six through ten, going down from forty-three million to thirty-five is Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. Where does Lamar Jackson deserve to be slotted? He should be third behind Russell Wilson at forty and ahead of Kyler Murray at forty-seven million dollars. It's just he's the next guy. He's bet he needs to be more than Kyler Murray. 
He's better, way better. Way too high. Kyler Murray's grossly overpaid, if you ask me. I put him down just ahead of Derek Carr, right in that area, $40 million, somewhere in that range. That's where all those next guys are, $40 million. Yeah, realistically, ahead of Cousins and Prescott, so like $42 million, so he should be like 8th, ninth ish Agreed. That's what he should be, but because he's next up, he's going to get overpaid. The question is just how much. And I jumped you on the Trubisky question. Do you, do you have a quick thought on that before uh, we go on? Oh, uh, I think it's bad for Pittsburgh. The other kid, The kid can play better. He's a better player. I think good news. He gives them experience, some mobility. He can run, and it lets them take their time with Kenny Pickett. It's the right move. Big upgrade over the big fatso last year. Next. Why would you do? Why Why would you even entertain this? Why? Number eight. Give me your AFC West power rankings, Greg. Do you want to name dr- the teams before now. I go there? Well, if you hear everybody at once. <laughs> Chiefs, uh, Chargers over the Raiders, and then the Broncos last. Vegas, KC, Denver, Chargers. Wow, you got Vegas winning the division. Even I couldn't do that. Chiefs are coming back a little. Chargers Explain. are way too talented on defense. That's why the, the Raiders don't have much outside of Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on defense. The Chargers have a moron for a coach. They do. Chiefs, Chargers, Denver, Raiders last. Raiders are going to win the division. Uh, the Broncos, Donkeys are going to win that division. Next. You're geeked up. Over under starts by Trey Lance this season, eight and a half. Over. Under. Shanahan Shanahan will take care of him. Our timing's off. Oh, no, way off. Cluster. (laughs) Seriously. Train wreck. (laughs) It's like out of summer, timing's off. Under. Under. He's going to get hurt. He's a runner. He's going to run around. He's going to get his head knocked off, and it's going to be under eight and a half games. I like the kid, but he's going to get hurt. Over. They'll keep forcing it even if he sucks. They're not playing Garoppolo. Next. In 77 games, he's 28 and 55. That blows. It blows, and it's obviously wrong. Thoughts on Russell Wilson and the home that he and, is it Ciara? Ciara, yeah. That he and Ciara, also at the tennis the other night, by the way. uh, 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 Russell Wilson and Ciara recently bought a home in Denver. It's the most expensive single-family home ever sold in the Denver area at $25 million. Hmm. 20,000 square feet. 12 bathrooms, a nine-car garage, basketball court, theater, indoor pool, and four bedrooms. Don't you love that? Four bedrooms? Four beds. But 12 bathrooms and a nine-car garage. They can sleep more cars than people. Your thoughts? My thoughts are they sound like the Felger Underwood of the West. (laughs) We have too many bedrooms. I'll tell you what, (laughs) I like the idea. All the space is for you. Exactly. No guests. You can't stay. We don't have room. That is brilliant. What do you mean you don't have room? Your house is the size of a hotel. We only have four beds. Sorry. It would literally take you all week, maybe two, to use all the bathrooms in the house. Okay, that's number one. And number two, do they have shades in the bedroom windows? I would like to know. You're going to send a drone over? Is that (laughs) I don't get it. She's pretty good looking. Oh, yeah. God. Okay, Murray, yes. Yeah, if you got it, spend it. And looking at it, the indoor pool and the basketball court are pretty sweet. But the four bedrooms, that's the best thing about the house. Four beds. That is. Can it we, is. It's awesome. Can we come stay? No. No. No room. Next. What does your trophy room look like? I bet Carmelo's is pretty fat. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, biggest tool bag in the NFL heading into week one. Who is the biggest summer tool bag in the league? Brady. With all, you know. Taking off training camps, selling underwear, whatever. Aaron Rodgers. I go Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. Quarterback. It should be the biggest tool bag slash quarterback. The question. That's what it should be because it's always a quarterback now. 
Giselle, leave Tom alone. Let him go to work without you being a giant pain in the ass and him worrying about everything. Uh, I say tool bag in Portuguese. I'd like to know. Number four. In 77 games, he's 28 and 55. That blows. Some Dolphins questions. Bonus tool bag. Who's the biggest Dolphin tool bag of all time? So many to choose from. Nick Saban. Guy I covered, left like a weasel. Great coach. Terrible NFL coach. Shula, fish lips himself, Don Shula, number one tool bag all time. Maybe NFL tool bag all time, number one. Dan Marino, always, always someone hey. else's fault, yelling like a dick. Glad he never won. Marino. Fighting words, Murray. Oh, God. Murray, I couldn't agree with that last uh, take more on every front. What a penis he was. Glad he never won. Doesn't deserve to win with that kind of selfish attitude. He sucked as a dude. Uh, but I'll go with all those a-holes that pop champagne when, when someone loses the Mercury last game. Morris. I, I just think the Mercury Morris crew, the Nick Bonacani, late Nick Bonacani, right? Yep. Um, you know, whatever. That, that crew that celebrates other teams losing, you small-minded losers. That is just low class. That whole group, biggest dolphin tool bags. Next. You're geeked up. Okay, who's your favorite dolphin of all time? The greatest passer in NFL history, Dan Marino. <laughs> so good. So most people aren't going to remember this. You guys will. Nat Moore. He was a little like yes. slot-type receiver yes. that they had back in the 70s. He used to torch the Patriots every time they played him. I, I loved be, him. Figured you'd be a Jimmy Cephalo guy. Well, yeah. But uh, Duper and Clayton, Duper, tool bags, the two of them. I'll take Nat Moore any day of the week. Jason Taylor, guy was a force, always made Brady's life miserable. I think he's like seventh or sixth all time in sacks. Jason Taylor. Okay. Zonko is pretty cool. Going way back. Next. You got some fantasy decisions tonight? A couple of league uh, predictions here going into the year. Who is your who's your pick for MVP this season? Preseason MVP, but who's your pick to win MVP this Josh year? Josh Allen. Ah! He's got him. Got him. You hear that, Buffalo? We have progress. He's come all the way around. Josh Allen. He's the guy. He's the guy. Justin Herbert. I think he's going to throw for over 5,000 yards and like 50 touchdowns. It'll be Justin Herbert. They'll make the playoffs. Okay, next. He's a classic two-for-oneer. Who's your Super Bowl matchup? What is your Super Bowl matchup? Bills, Packers. And? I got the Bills. Wow, Greg. You've really you've just succumbed. It's now or never for the Bills. I mean, now or never. It's true. It has to be. It's, if it doesn't happen this year, forget it. They're done. Josh Allen's done. Everything. Buffalo over Dallas. The NFC's weak. Have you taken a Dallas good look at the NFC? Man, Dallas stinks. The, the NFC's weak, though. There isn't a great team in the NFC. It really doesn't exist. It opens it up quite a bit, doesn't it? Chiefs, Rams, Chiefs win. Okay. Not Bucks. No, please. No, this season. They might not even win that division. The Saints might be sneaky better than people are giving them credit for. They're not winning with that quarterback. Okay, exactly right. I got I got Bucks, Broncos, and Bucks win. Bucks win. Yes. Oh, yes. All That's how he's up the Broncos. Yes. Easter. Yes. I think they've got they have a decent team, but no quarterback for a couple of years. They have a new coach. You know that, they, right? They have the greatest home Guy field. Guy hasn't done anything in this league. Greatest home field advantage in the league once you really get going into it. And Hackett from Green Bay, right? So yep. he's he's installing that system. And he, yeah, and it's also like old school West Coast offense. Not even yeah. You wait, wait until you watch this offense. Well, isn't that what Wilson was kind of running in Seattle? Was that sort of a knockoff of it? Russell Wilson just ran around and did whatever he wanted to do. 
Well, now he's going to be doing it in Denver. Bedard's disgusting. At a high level. All right. There goes. We, we, got, we got all that in in time. I mean, it didn't sound good at all. It was a real, like, It was real great. Cluster. It was like an eight-car pileup. But anyway, we got it done. Here's an update from Big Jim Murray. Back to your phones at 617-779-0985. couple open lines if you want to grab them. You're geek. Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that's no longer a sedative for your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is on a mission to make the most of the loaf, to rid the world of GMOs, high fructose corn syrup, and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. Killer taste, killer texture, and always organic. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified. .org. And of course he looks good. And Mass. Because Mac Jones is out there with some tight shirt and looks hot. I never said he looked hot. Felger and Mass. He's got like that tapered torso thing. 98.5, the sports up. A couple thoughts with Bedard and you and your calls. Again, 617-779-0985. John and Mansfield. What do you got, John? Hey, uh, just wanted to ask Bedard. Is, you know, you guys had... Uh, Charlie Weiss on uh, Radio Row a lot. Why hasn't he been asked to come back and Belichick and him are really good friends? So, uh, I mean, I have a thought, but Greg, you want to go first? Mostly it's because this offense is way beyond, NFL offenses are way beyond what Charlie Weiss did back in the day. I mean, you know, let alone the Patriots offense. I mean, you know, the, the, the Patriots offense when Charlie Weiss had it was probably like an inch thick. And then McDaniels took it to about three or four inches O'Brien added his own, and then McDaniels has put more on top of it. So it's just he the game's beyond Charlie at this point. Really smart, good guy, but it's not going to help you. Too long out of it. Yep. Too long out of it, and too long out of not just like uh, keeping up on NFL offenses, but the rigors of being an assistant coach in the NFL. Like, and he's been semi-retired media stuff. He down in Wellington, like it. You know, come back and work seventy hour weeks and like that thing and be in the film room till four in the morning. Like, no, and I, I just don't think that's viable. But Greg, let me ask you, what should have been, what should have been the, what should they have done when they lost McDaniel's? All right. So again, you're 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 of the idea that they they couldn't have kept McDaniel's realistically. So once he's gone, what should they have done? What should they have pivoted to? Well, they should have. Instead of the big move for me was, you know, allow, and I don't know how this happened, you know, but Bo Hardegree came in last year as the quarterback. Tell people who that is, please. So I don't know. He's some guy from the college ranks. He came in. Now he went with McDaniels to Las Vegas, where he's currently the quarterback's coach. And so, he was the quarterback coach here last year? Last year. year. Okay. Yeah. He just came in. I think he came from the college ranks. And, you know, at that point, like, you should have had some inkling that. McDaniels might be moving on at some point. So why not move like a Nick Cayley? Identify whoever is the next guy, identify and say, all right, I want him to move the quarterbacks. So he touches the quarterbacks, which is part of the thing for Patricia and Judge right now, is Bill's giving them the opportunity to resuscitate their career by touching the quarterback and say, look what we did with the quarterback. Of course, it needs to work for that to, to work for them. But, you know, so they should have put either Nick Cayley or Mick Lombardi or whoever it was, whoever was the next guy. They should have been the quarterbacks coach. Should have worked hand in hand with McDaniel's, see how he does things, how does he coach the quarterbacks, and then if McDaniel's leaves, then you elevate the guy. Aside from that, I mean, if you're going to bring in two guys who have no experience with with offensive football, 
then hire a guy who can come in and run your playbook. And to me, that would be a guy like Adam Gase, who Bill has said plenty of nice things about in the past. You could say whatever you want about him as a head coach. Really good offensive coordinator, really good play caller, worked with Peyton Manning to meld the systems in Denver, got Ryan Tannehill to a really good place before he got hurt. They were talking about impossible MVP candidate that year. Brought the Dolphins to the playoffs, which nobody else has done uh, since Tony Sperano did. Uh, so that's what I would have done. Okay. Not what they did do. <laughs> it feels yeah. like the last thing uh, anyone would have done, which is not his second guess. Uh, Mary Manchester. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. So I just have a comment about the game on Sunday because I'm, I'm very excited that football season has started. Um, but I think it's an important game, Mike, and I would love for them to win because I think it would be nice to start the season that way. But I also think it's more important how they play. So, you know, if Mac Jones looks, Jones looks comfortable out there and the offensive line is protecting him and it's a dogfight and they lose by a couple of points, I'm okay with that. I just want them to look like the Patriots. Okay, I just strongly disagree. <laughs> I need a win. I'll take an ugly win. I want 1-0, given what you got coming up in the next three weeks and how you've struggled in the summer. Any win is, a, I think, a big victory. So, no, I don't. To me, there's no, if you, quote-unquote, play well or like the way that you play but lose, no, no good. I understand her point, though. In other words, like, they look disorganized in the early part of the year. You know, in, in camp. I mean, I say the early part of the year. We haven't even started the regular season yet. They did not look like a, a real outfit at times. Like, so, you know, I, I would like to see a lot of that on Sunday. I would like to see a different team than what we saw in the preseason. And if something crazy happens and they lose a game. Well, I mean, oh, okay, so take that out. I mean, a Hail Mary like you lost a right, couple of years ago. Right. Like, all right, fine. But if you play well and lose, that's a horrible sign. You play well and lose and you're not that good. So, no, no. Uh, to me, it's uh, all about winning that game. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce your name, sir. Stavaros, go ahead. Yeah, that's close enough. What are you guys going to do after the Pats win this weekend? Are you going to say, geez, we were wrong? Uh, no, not, not quite. But, I mean, yeah, for week one, I suppose. I guess I got the Dolphins You guys there. have been bashing the coaching situation in New England, and all these guys have gone to so many other teams, not done well, if you've done well. And they all come back, or some of them don't come back, but they still win. I mean, you're a professional coach. Does it matter if it's offense or defense? You think these guys don't know both sides of the ball? No, I don't. No way. You guys have no idea. Have you guys ever played ball before? Yeah. Oh. You guys ever played ball? At any kind of level? Come yes. On. Of course it is a difference. Yes. You know, oh, man, I was, you should have seen me, man. They call me the Boca Bomber. <laughs> that was really more the basketball thing, but I was a two-way star. St. Andrews down in Boca Raton, Florida. Slowest, whitest tight end you've ever seen in your life, Stavaros, but I could catch everything. Hey, he, he, Elite hand-eye, and then I turned around and played defensive end. So suck on that. You guys were, you, you guys were bashing Brady uh, you know, at the end when he wasn't doing so well, and then he came back and won a Super Bowl, and then he shipped out to Tampa, which you knew he was going to go anyways because they weren't going to put any talent on, so on, I, the, uh, on the field with so I'm them. Sorry, so. What does that have to do with Matt but Patricia's? The coaching, the coaching Belichick's, Belichick's has got how many Super Bowls? Eight, nine? They should change the Lombardi yeah. trophy to the Belichick trophy. Yeah, a couple of those were assistants, so I, he counts those. I don't know why you would. I'm sorry, Greg, you were going to say? So if this is no big deal, if switching from offense to defense is just, and call, especially calling plays and game planning and things like that, if it's no big deal, why has it never been done before in the NFL? <laughs> the only the only time the only comparable in the NFL 
in recent times is when Juan Castillo, the Eagles offensive line coach, was named defensive coordinator by uh, by Andy Reid. Okay? And it was the dream team. They brought on all of these guys 2011, I think. He went from offensive line coach, which pretty tough position to coach. You got five guys. You got to do protections. You got to do all this stuff. Should have a pretty good incl- – how do I – oh, I, he knows how to protect. He knows how to go after offensive lines. You know, he's coached them. Same sort of stuff we're hearing about. It was an utter disaster. Complete fail. Got basically it ended up with Andy Reid losing his job in Philadelphia. I mean, now Bill's trying it with his guys with offense. Yeah, Let's he's... see. I don't know how it's going to work. Nobody does. Not even that Bobo could come on here and say how it's going to work. Oh, Bill, it was Super Bowl time. What's he done since Brady left? I mean, how have they looked? They've been a 500 team for two and a half years. All right, so nobody knows. We don't know. It doesn't look good. hasn't looked good. That's a fact. It's a fact that they have sucked on offense every single day all summer. That is a fact. It's not my opinion. It's an utter fact. They know it. Every team they win against in joint practices knows it. It's a fact. What happens on Sunday, that has nothing to do with the other thing. It has The practices, we'll see on Sunday. We'll see how smart Bill is. Maybe he's a genius. I don't know. We shall see. Mass? It's a great Yeah, club. the reason why no one else has ever done it, Bedard, is because they're all stupid. Okay. <laughs> Ian's going to fail. But I'm happy to admit that I'm wrong, Stavros. It's just not going to be after week one. Yeah, one game. It's yeah, that's be- it. He's the greatest thing. You guys only had played ball? six months to prepare for I this one game. Ball. Two practices, went down there early. They better be good on Sunday. You got my high school football photo, Vinny? Where's that thing? There it is. Uh, Suck on that, Savaros. <laughs> Suck on that. Yeah, freshman year, 88. Hit the, hit the weight room, bro. Yeah, I'm telling you. Good. Oh, boy, was I slow. Caught everything, Savaros. I could have been something, too. Just a little more size, speed, strength, toughness, work ethic. I could have been something. Question my credentials. Instead, you ended up here. Long commercial precise. <laughs> Who is Virginia for? Well, in the fall, it's for mountain dwellers and leaf peepers, apple pickers, cider sippers, trail running overachievers who all inevitably become spa soakers and fire sitters. Will someone get me a cozy flannel? I'm going where they are. As I was saying, Virginia is for all sorts of lovers. So, Come love it for yourself. The most popular afternoon radio show in Boston. Back in your face. Suck it. Felger and Mass. 98.5. The Sports Hub. This is concerning. In the South Beach thing, I'm I'm 100 with Bart. Like I wouldn't send my guys down early. Can no I just chance. clear? I just no wanna, chance. I want to make sure that everyone understands what you're saying. You're suggesting yeah. that a week in Miami in oh. September, in the Schmitz, which yeah. is what it's going to be. I mean, it is hot down yeah. there. That you're talking about guys going out and all that kind of stuff, and that's what you're worried about. You got to control them Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. It's not just and game a, yeah. day. And a lot of guys are are from there, so they're right. already going to have distractions going home. Hey. I don't know if it's Look. is a, is it's advised to do that. Graziano, two and seven in their last night how much worse yeah, could it change it up a lot, a lot worse. It. i'll tell you what if they win you can get somebody to have if a they win they're doing a week in miami every this. year yeah, get up crew this sounded like us during 10 questions just talking over each other shut up it's preseason for everybody mike yeah, i guess so either way bart scott says it's the act of a desperate team to go down there a week early says now you gotta worry about the curfew four nights versus one night 
and uh, there's no way you can keep it under control down there. I don't know if he realizes they're up in Palm Beach versus South Beach. That's you know, an hour and a half away. So I, uh, you know, so I don't know. I, I thought this before I found that out today too. Like five nights or whatever, five days in Miami. Good luck keeping that curfew in like the the place where it's all Instagram thoughts and nonstop doing and partying. You can't keep those guys in. But now that they're in Palm Beach, I, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, well, it's it's you know you can still get it done, but it's a little bit of a drive. Whatever, <laughs> long Uber. <laughs> but either way. Uh, you know, I think guys look, it's a, you know, that's Jeff Saturday and Bart Scott. They look at it and go, eh, not the greatest idea. And I don't, love, I don't love the optics of it either. Now, again, they did schedule it months ago. So it's not like they're reacting to a bad camp or, ooh, we're in trouble. We better get down there or something like that. This was in the works for a long time. But it does sort of feel gimmicky. It feels gimmicky. High school. Feels high schoolish. Or something. I mean, it's definitely gimmicky. Like, and from this standpoint, too. He's been the coach of the Patriots for how many years now? 22? He's just figuring it out now to go down there because of the heat? So, like, there's a spit. My point is, and I'm mocking him, but, you know, why this team this year? Like, it never crossed his mind to get out before? I do, to defend Bill on this, I do think it has something to do with the schedule before the season, which has been lengthened out almost seemingly every year. We're like, you know, now we're, what, they had like 16 days between games so it's like all right they stayed home for and they talked about an extension of training camp another week of training camp start and in, start installing the game plan and then go someplace else change the scenery because that's a long time to be in one place okay i you know i, I don't think it's really going to be a factor either way frankly no but the optics of it i i do aren't great uh but i don't think it's gonna i don't think it's gonna be a factor in at the end of the day Let's uh, wrap up some calls here for Bedard. Chris in Worcester is angry with how negative the show is. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, listen, I'll lead with a positive. I love listening to Felgamaz and Mario. You guys are funny. You're hilarious. Great show. But it seems like every time I turn it on, you're bashing Boston sports to the point where it's like, did I tune into a Miami radio station? Or are you guys ever happy with Boston sports? Or is it the shtick where negativity is what people listen to and then you, you pee everybody off while they're driving? I just... Yeah, it's mostly that thing, I'd say, if I had to guess. I think the Pats are in a bad spot. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not making that up. I think Patricia's a clown. I think Joe Judge is a bozo. I think those are the wrong guys to do what they're doing. I don't think it's going to work. I'm not making that up to piss you off. Uh, I just think that's what's going to happen. Uh, Matt in Wareham. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, guys. How you doing? Huge fan. Like that guy was saying, I love Maz. I love Mario. I love all you guys. It's this guy who comes in on Tuesdays and... He just went on a little rant questioning if Belichick is a genius or not. And I'm confused at that because is it who his coordinators are is what makes him a genius? Because over the past over 20 years, he's done nothing but prove it. And sure, we're four years from the greatest football player of all time. And to make the playoffs with the rookie quarterback, I think there's some genius to that. And I think Belichick looks at this situation. It's not Patricia and Judge. It's Mac Jones who's going to run this offense. That's what the NFL is nowadays. So, hey, Bedard, I don't know what makes a genius for you or not, but can I ask you something, Matt? Two minutes left. There's not many other guys in the league I want coaching. So, okay. I want to hear this clown's opinion, the doughboy. Thank you. <laughs> is Jason Garrett a genius? Didn't Dak Prescott make the playoffs as a rookie? I think he did. He did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Does that make Jason Garrett a genius? Guy, call me crazy. Anyway, go ahead, Greg. You can respond. No, I mean, you know, he he made some fair points, I mean, about, you know, Bill and his in his record. I mean, you know, but I think it's also fair to point out, well, you know, they're what, twenty two and twenty four. 
uh, in the last two and a half years. I mean, since they started 8-0 when Brady was miserable and he knew that the Patriots weren't any good uh, in 2019, they've been a below 500 team. They haven't won a playoff game. They got completely blown off the field. You've fallen so far behind Buffalo in your own division that you can't even make them punt in a playoff game. So that makes Bill a genius? You know, look, I have all the respect in the world for Bill, but nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. He's not perfect. And this, to this point, again, it's a fact. To this point, it hasn't worked. Is it going to work over the whole course of the season? I have no idea. We will see. But if you think Mac Jones is running the offense, I don't know what you're smoking. You think he came in here last year and just did it on his own? You don't think Josh McDaniels held his hand the entire season and now he went from that to now he has two guys who don't know anything about offensive football, game planning, and calling plays? You think that's just going to be smooth? Maybe. Maybe Bill is a genius again. Who who knows? I think Bill's losing it. I mean, what have you noticed a pattern with these calls today? Like, all of a sudden, these people come out of the woodwork. And I say out of the woodwork. Like, well, yeah, why are you guys so negative? <laughs> no. no, no, but really, like, yeah, so, yeah. so I I can give you my two cents just quickly. Please. Either you've been drinking all summer and you've been completely oblivious, which is fine because a lot of people do. You're just and, waking up from your stupor? Yeah, and you've been oblivious to what's been going on in camp this whole time. Like, that that could be a uh, certainly a reality of it. Or... The opener is now five days away, and you get nervous because it wasn't a great camp. Like I, I don't understand what what was promising about the preseason. They just don't like our brand of commentary. Robin Waltham, go ahead, Rob. Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. I I don't know what Bill was thinking this year. Several weeks back, when talking about Patricia and Judge, he made the statement that they're both great coaches. No. Great coaches are head coaches. Good coaches are coordinators, and these two schmucks are neither. So I, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why these people are negative with you guys. They should be negative with Bill. I, he's I, screwing this thing all up. Yeah, it feels that way. But that's the beauty of this season. Like I can't sit here and say that I'd be totally floored if they came out and had a good year. I mean, Bill's not that far off of having some really good teams. And I do like Mac Jones. He's a promising young player. And they did win 10 games last year. So, like, the gap between them being really good isn't – they're not that far from that. And if I'm wrong on that, I'm wrong on that. I just don't think that's where they're headed. I think they're headed in the other direction. I mean, a lot of people – I haven't made my prediction – before it was 10-7. and I think I'm more now in the 8-9 range. I haven't quite made my season prediction yet. But, I mean, there's a lot – Peter King had them 7-10. and A lot of people have them 7-10. and I have them 7-10. and What do you have them as? About that, Murray eight and nine. Still, what do you have the Patriots at? Four and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're only saving graces. The middle of that schedule is so soft. Good job not doing the math on the air, Stu. Four games in October. They have a soft. So the four second four games of the year are easy. Other than that, there aren't many layups in there. Okay, let me give you some of the, the what what should give you the most hope for Week One, and I'll do that coming up. First, I'll say goodbye to the big boy. Bye, Greg. See you guys. Have See you, a big boy. Safe travel. Have a safe uh, trip. We'll uh, be reading you down in Palm Beach. Yep. Okay, boys. Here comes uh, 90 seconds. No commercials when we come back. Your greatest hope this week. Don't go anywhere. There are many moments that make home sweet home. So when it's your time to find a home, get started at wellsfargo.com slash your time. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., NMLSR, ID 399801, Equal Housing Lender.